Hello guys and welcome to the Anchor Book Club podcast. My name is Olaolu Aoladokun and I'll be your host today as we continue our review of the book on the Holy Spirit by Smith Wigglesworth. Today we will be going into chapter 2 titled Foundational Truths of the Baptism. Foundational Truths of the Baptism. We have pretty much, we have quite a lot to cover today so I'd like to go straight into it. Faith is a trading currency of the supernatural. And through fellowship, purity and unity, we create a living cooperation in which we are able to be changed from face to face. In fact, it's a continuous process in which we are being changed from face to face. When the Spirit of the Lord is upon us, We don't impact words, but life. The manner of communication might be through words, but what is being ministered or communicated is life. Romans chapter 8 verse 11. I would like to read that quickly. Romans chapter 8 and verse 11. It says, But if the Spirit of God, who raised Jesus from the dead, dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. It is divine life, the life of the Son of God. Now, John the Baptist said that while he baptized with water, someone else who he meant to be Jesus Christ was going to baptize the people with the Holy Ghost and fire in some way the baptism by immersion in water is a typological representation of God's intent with the baptism of the Holy Spirit he wants us to be so immersed and covered and flooded with light and revelation of the Holy Spirit that our whole body is filled and covered over until we walk in the presence of the power of God. John chapter 7, 37 to 39. John 7, 37 to 39 says, On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this is spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Someone who's in a river never has to worry about getting wet. If the river of living waters flows out of my heart, then the fact that I'll never thirst again is guaranteed because the source of the flow never starves of thirst. The source of the flow never starves of thirst. Jesus said to the disciples in John chapter 14, greater works than this you will do. How and um, now we understand that the disciples were mostly unlearned and ignorant men when Jesus met them. However, even though they were unlearned, God taught them, he even taught them 
where they were ignorant. So even though they were unlearned, he taught them, and even though they were ignorant, he enlightened them. When the Spirit of the Most High comes upon you, you become more than yourself. The reason Jesus gave for his certainty that the apostles were going to do greater works was because he was going to the Father. That's in John 14 verse 12. And that's because his going to the Father meant the release of the Spirit of God within them. He mentioned that in verse 16. The Spirit of God is the reason why we can accomplish greater things. He supplies divine wisdom. Divine wisdom will never make you foolish. Divine wisdom will give you a sound mind. It gives a touch of the divine nature to everything that you do. Quickly, I would like to read from the book. It says here that after Jesus ascended to heaven, he asked the Father to send the Comforter. It was a needy moment, a needy hour, a necessity. Why? Because the disciples would need comforting. How could they be comforted? The Holy Spirit would take the word of Christ and reveal it to them. John 16, 14. What could happen them what could help them as much as a word by the Spirit? For the Spirit is breath, is life, is person, is power. He gives the breath of himself to us, the nature of him. How beautiful that when the Spirit came, he should be called the Spirit of Truth. Oh, if we could only read that into our hearts. Some people have wondered that if they were to ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, if an evil power would come instead, or if an evil power could possess them while they were waiting for the Holy Spirit. Why? When you receive the Holy Spirit, you receive the Spirit of Truth. The Spirit who gives revelation, the Spirit who takes the words of Jesus and makes them life to you. In a moment of need, He is the Comforter. The Holy Spirit is the spokesman of the Godhead in this day. He gives us the unadulterated word of truth, the word of life. He is why we can catch the very life that breathes all through the scripture. When the Holy Spirit comes into your body, he comes to unveil the King, to assure us of his presence. The person who has passed through that ordination, speaking of the ordination of the Spirit of God, goes forth with fresh feet. The preparation of the Gospel, Ephesians 6.15. He goes forth with a fresh voice, speaking as the Spirit gives utterance, Acts 2.4. He goes forth with a fresh mind, his mind being illuminated by the power of God, Hebrews 8 verse 10. He goes forth with a fresh vision and sees all things new. 2 Corinthians 5.17 When the Holy Spirit comes, He will reveal things to you. Has He revealed them yet? He is going to do it. Just expect Him to do so. The best thing for you is to expect Him to do it now. If we get to the place where we take no thought for ourselves, then God takes thought for us. But as long as we are taking thought for ourselves, we are somewhat hindered in that divine order with God. Taking no thought for yourself, no desire for your human self, not seeking anything for your human condition, but that God will be glorified in your body and spirit, and that he will be the chief worker on every line. This is divine appointment. This is the holy order.
there is a holy order and now there are sects today that call themselves holy orders but the only holy order is where god has gotten so through with your nature that the trinity comes and blends perfectly within your human nature where the human nature could not help itself god turned the capa- turned the captivity of the wheels of nature and poured in his divine power until the nature itself became divine property the holy spirit is also the revealer john 14 verse 26 he takes of what is christ's and reveals it to us he also brings to our remembrance everything we need for our ministry so the baptism of the holy spirit says to me you have an anointing the anointing has come the anointing remains the anointing is with us but what if you have not lived in the place in which the unction the anointing can be increased then the spirit is grieved then you are not moved you are like one who is dead you feel that all the joy is gone what is the matter then there is something between you and the holy spirit you are not clean not pure not desirous of him alone something else has come in the way then the spirit is grieved and you have lost the unction is the unction still there yes when he comes in he comes to remain you will either be grieved full of groaning and travail or he will be there to lift you above the powers of darkness, transform you by his power, and take you to a place where you may be fully equipped. Many people lose all potential positions of attainment because they fail to understand this. But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you, and you do not need anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true, and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. 1 John 2 verse 27 The same anointing that worked in Jesus Christ lives in you today. If you are in Christ Jesus, the very same anointing that worked through Jesus Christ lives in you today. As he is, so are we in this world. That is all of it for today, guys. Thank you. For being a part of this as always i would like to encourage you to spend time in study of the scripture and in fellowship with god have a lovely day god bless you